When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. They could break here, Chelsea. This could be the moment. Frank Lampard for Chelsea. It's Carvalho to his right. Lampard for the title. Lampard, it's 2-0. It's Chelsea's championship. And 50 years of waiting have come to an end. Lampard comes out to Essien. Hello, welcome to Chelsea Hour. My name is Meads and I'll be your host. I've got two very special guests this week. Yeah, you're back on again, my bro. What are you saying? Yeah, I told you, man. I'm trying to be regular now, isn't it, this season. So <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. I respect it. I respect it. I respect it. And we've got Shems. Chelsea vet no, now, no, bro. No. Sorry? You're a vet now at Chesley Hour. Yeah, slightly, you know, slightly, slightly. I'm here, though. It's crazy, it's crazy, it's crazy. <laughs> but, um, we've got a lot to get through, to be honest. I know it's been the international break. Our boys have played. Cole Palmer scored a lovely world, worldie, um, in fact, the under-21s. Lovely finish, top corner off the bar. Goals off the bar always look nice when they go in, I can't lie. They get a little bit added points for me. Um, but, yeah, had a couple of Enzo scored. Um, so, yeah, man, we've got a lot to get through, but... I kind of want to touch on a couple of players. Um, Badia Shill is officially back from injury now um, after a, a lengthy layoff with a, a knee injury, I believe it was, that took him out for the best part of half a season last year. Um, was one of our better performers, was one of our better signings in January. Um, so it, it's interesting to see how he kind of slots back in. Um, Jay, I, I know you're a fan. You weren't really a fan of the signing per se because you obviously knew about Levi Colwell. And um, it, it weren't really making sense for you. Um, but now you've seen how things are kind of panned out. Um, Fofana injury, Trevor Shaloba probably looking to get sidelined um, by the club. Um, obviously, Thiago Silva still playing. What, what, are your, what are your thoughts on, one, him being back, and two, how he kind of fits in um, with the rest of the squad? Yeah, I'm buzzing for him to be back. To be fair, and and I've been like happy with him since he's come to the club as well. Like I think um, out of all the signings, he's he's probably been one of the the highlights of of both the, the you know the, like the January window and the summer window. Do you know what I mean? Like he's just he's, he seemed to have just adapted quickly to the Premier League, and I think he's just got all the attributes to be like a top defender in the league as well. It's, it's very early, so you know there's there's still time for 
<laughs> to make mistakes and stuff like that. And I'm sure he will. He'll probably make a few because he's young. Do you know what I mean? But um, I'd, I'd, um, in terms of him and, and Levi, I do want to see if they can work together. I think it's a bit insane that you've got two players that good. And Your um, Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what? In terms of him returning to the team, I, I'm not as, how do I put it? I'm not as like looking so much forward to it because simply because I feel like in our backline right now, we have um, a partnership there that could actually work in terms of Thiago Silva and Cobalt. So like, I feel mm. like if them two just play together um, in a two. So them two and then two fullbacks in the back four. I honestly feel like um, we'd be fine. And um, so, so what essentially I'm trying to say is that I feel like we already have the players there to, to make mm-hmm. a sort of defense. That's essentially what I'm saying. All we have to do is just kind of is just drop um, Dasasi. I don't think Dasasi has to be a mainstay in the team. And it seems like in the first four games he has been. Um, I feel like he can just be a rotational player. And um, so in Thiago Silva and Cole, I see two players who I feel like can work together, complement each other really well and can give us a solid base. So from that perspective, I'm not one that's, you know, kind of looking at Badia Shield's return and thinking, yeah, like this is going to change things, if that makes sense. Um, oh, yeah. And that's not I don't rate him because I actually do. Um, I think he's been I think he's been good since he came to Chelsea. Um, he was one of the few players that were good last season. But um, I just don't see how his return really. Im- I don't I don't think it impacts us that greatly personally. Um, do you know what? That's just my view. Do you know what, James? Do you know what though? Yeah, I think with you see if Poch still plays Levi at left back, and he does take out. Sassy or Silva, for example, for 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 Badia Shield, right? Um, it might it might make things a bit better in terms of the way we're defending on that left side, because at the moment I think who who plays left at the moment is it Silva? It's Silva that plays left at the moment, right? Um, yeah, I feel like a lot of the times when whenever Levi's been caught out or whatever. Or, or, you know, like when he gets caught in two minds because he's, he's pushing up to kind of get involved in play. But at the same time, you know, like a lot of the times when, when things have happened, it's been because we've lost the ball, like quite suddenly. So, yeah, uh, we've, we've lost so. it where, where it's in transition, for example, and we, it breaks down and then they get onto us, counter on us. I can remember it happened with Antonio. It happened in midfield against Nottingham Forest. I remember against Forest it happened. There was a breakdown between Caicedo and Gallagher. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, I think I think my thing push. is that. Go on, sorry, sorry. No, go on, bro. What I was gonna say is that my thing is that I hear what you're saying, Jay, but I feel like the thing is, Poch, we should Poch should be abandoning that experiment full stop in terms oh, okay. of playing left back. Like it should just like that should just be done with going forward from now yeah. on. So if yeah. we're talking from that perspective, whereby Cole moves back into his natural position. Um, I think Thiago Silva as a, as a partner is perfectly fine. Do you know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm okay. saying that. But by the shield but coming back, say, not really gone. But when you say Thiago Silva, like I don't agree with the, the notion that he can't play in the back two. I think he he he'll be fine in the back two. I think positionally, structurally, he he's very very sound. But in terms of those transitional goals that we have been conceding, those transitional dangers that we have been um, affording teams at times, 
do you not think that maybe, and I think this is another thing, people look at two left footers thinking they can't play together, but you've got two right footers playing all the time. But no one says yeah. anything about that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I think there's no reason why Badia Shield and Cole can't play together. Um, you, I think the hmm. issue I may have, the reservation I may have, is just they're quite similar in the way that they approach the defending. I think usually I like the I like a defensive pairing where there's one that's quite composed and non-aggressive, and you get one that's slightly more aggressive in front foot. I think Badia Shield is similar to Cole in the sense that they're not super aggressive. Um, they've got enough aggression about them, but they're very composed when it comes to their defending. They like to control situations rather than being super aggressive. You know what I mean? So that's why I'm trying to think pairing-wise. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to see how that kind of works out. But yeah, the value of show thing, unless people are saying, okay, yeah, drop Colwell, I'm, I'm yeah. kind of struggling to see where it, how it kind of yeah. fits, given how Poch likes to, to play it at the back. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I agree. And the thing is, I don't think Colwell should be dropped. Um and I'm not and that's not to say Colwell has been fantastic. He's been all right, he's been he's been sound, but I feel like he gives us so much in the build up. So for me, dropping him is kind of a non-negotiable at the moment. Um and Thanks. just to your point about the transitional thing, yeah. So I think the positions when I think about games against Liverpool and Forest, and you know what? Parts of the parts of the second half against West Ham, I feel like where we're losing the ball is so criminal that the, the majority of centre backs <laughs> struggle, so like we are literally losing it. We're, we're literally losing it at the beginning of the first phase of play. Do you get me? So like when you think about Liverpool game, like Gallagher where he's receiving it, like literally just in front of the centre backs. Um, Kaiseido yeah. against Forest receives it just in front of the centre backs, and they're losing it there. Like and there's even times against literally in all four games, even against Luton as well, where you're losing it at a point where the centre backs are actually expecting you to lose it, so they're caught out. So I feel like unless you are, you have elite. Um, turnover speed, like let's say, like Saliba, for example, yeah, who can recover very, very quickly. Um, I feel like most centre backs are gonna are gonna struggle. So that's not even mm. something that I hold against Douglas Silva. I hold that more against the midfielders. And you'd be shocked, yeah, that if that continues, Badia Shaw might just struggle the same way. Do you get it? Same way, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think it, it changes much. It doesn't yeah, change much. Yeah. I don't think the needle changes much when you throw a Badia Shaw in that sort of environment because, damn, like. It, you shouldn't be losing the ball there. If you lose the ball there, you put the team in big, big danger. Um, yeah, you'd be so in trouble regardless. So I hear what you're saying. I fully hear what you're saying. And I think it's it's more structural. Um, I think if you've got a sound defensive structure, I think you can pretty much do what you want back there. But I don't know. I don't know how bad issue kind of fits the... Um, well, not even fits... I think he's great, but I don't know if tinkering with the back four right now, well, tinkering with the centre-backs is really the answer. I know for me personally, I don't think that um, the Sassy needs to be playing every game. Personally, I don't really like three centre-backs playing every game. But mm. I think if you were to drop someone out, it'd be the Sassy, but it wouldn't be for Benny Shill. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I- I'm with you. I, I don't think the centre-backs... Like, I don't think bringing him in is the solution to our problems. I agree with you. I think it's definitely more structure and it's definitely more of a thing of, like, I don't know whether it's rhythm. Obviously, Caicedo didn't get a pre-season and um, he's only played, mm. like, two and a quarter games. You know, Gallagher, his strength is not the, playing in the deepest position. His strength is a little bit further forward. So, like you said, there's a bit of structure, a bit of personnel that I think is more of the issue here rather than the centre-backs. 
It's um, that relationship like, between thing, isn't it? It's the relationship yeah. between the centre back and the midfielder, though, isn't it? Because Gallagher, Gallagher causes a little bit of confusion there, and that's mm. what annoys me mm. about about a lot of it. In terms of possession, he causes a lot of confusion because he he gets on the like he he shows for the ball, but sometimes I feel like where he's showing for it, the centre backs don't really want him there, or they 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 want him somewhere else. Because I've seen Thiago Silva so many times, like he's pointing. He's pointing and he's asking and he's tell, like he's telling him, "Oh, go here, go here." Like I just feel like when I'm seeing that, it's that's a big problem. That's that's a big red flag for me. Like my centre back's telling my mm. midfielder where he needs to be. That's a yeah. very very big and I, issue. And I think and I think that's what I was alluded to as well. I think like so when you think about it from a structural point of view, yeah, as me explained out. So like Gallagher's been asked to do a couple of things that he's not. That's that that's not his strength. For example, for example, essentially, that's receiving the ball off the centre backs. And then, obviously, like I say, there's not had much minutes in his legs. And then, obviously, you've got the Cole thing, who's playing left back. It's just a mess, essentially, that first phase. Mm. So I think if the stru- if we can go back to like a more uh, found, like uh, just more of a solid base, um, and having players like in their actual positions, um, having Enzo a bit deeper. Do you know what I'm saying? Because you know, we know last season when Enzo was deeper, we were actually fine building up. We weren't scoring goals, we weren't creating massive chances, but in terms of actually playing the ball from back to front, like playing through midfield, it was okay because Enzo was there. So I think yeah. that's what, and that's what most of us have been saying, that Enzo should be deeper than where he's playing now. So it's just tweaks like that that I think will make a bigger impact on the team as opposed to just simply swapping out one centre-back for another. Like, I don't see how that makes us improve. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, There's there's, there's more pressing things, in my opinion. And I, I feel like, obviously, it kind of goes back to, to our fans, really. Um, our fans always tend to, to find, well, not even find, they always seem to think that, um, you know, an injured player is the answer to the issues. Like a problem to, like, uh, it, they, they don't really look at solutions within the team that's currently playing. They always look at the injured guy as being the guy that fixes everything. So people are talking about Nkunku. Do not get me wrong. I'm not saying Nkunku is a bad player. Nkunku's a fantastic player. However, there is no guarantees that Nkunku gets fit and he's still part of the mess. You know what I'm saying? There, there, there's no guarantees that he comes in and starts banging straight away and everything's all fixed. I don't, I don't think that's how it kind of works. And I think our fans get too caught up in that sort of thing. And I, I think... I, 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 it's not that I don't like it. I, I, I've kind of come to accept it, but I think we need to kind of calm down. You know what I mean? Because all you do is set yourself up for disappointment when and if that player comes back and they're not like full firing, especially when it's like an injury. Players ain't played for time. You come back, you're expecting the world of them. Then they fail to meet their expectations. And um, yeah, your expectations in general and how you rated them. But boy, just they come back, they're all rusty and shit. And then you, you get onto them. It's just a cycle, Chelsea fans. Call them dead wood. That's just, that's just how it goes. You know what I'm saying? So you have to be very careful. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be chucking Badisho back in. At all, you know what I mean. I'd be getting him in like slowly but surely, but I'm throwing him in straight away, especially not against um, Bournemouth away, where we traditionally struggle. Um, But yeah, I I agree with you, man. I think it's. um, I don't think that's the that's the change or that's the guy that changes our fortunes. I think definitely it's more structural than anything else. Um, Speaking of structure, obviously Enzo Fernandez scored against uh, scored for Argentina um, midweek. Played against um, Pires, um, who had a pretty decent performance, the young 16-year-old um, that Chelsea have acquired. Um, now, Enzo, 
I think personally, this season, he's had some fantastic performances, fantastic games. Um, and well, let's say fantastic games. Let's say he's had, I think he's had two very, very good, one incredible game, um, two really good games, and the others have been eh, here and there. Um, now, I'm not going to put it all on him, um, but what I will say, I don't know if... Look, he wants to play further forward. This is something that he said. But for me, I'm not entirely sure if that's the best for him. Well, it may be the best for him, but I don't know if it's the best for the team. Because like like you said, Shems, I think where Enzo plays now, he's not really too heavily involved in build-up. Um, and we kind of struggle to get the ball to him until he drops. So I'm just thinking, well, instead of him dropping and then leaving it just for Jackson and Sterling to be the attackers, why don't we just put him in midfield? Put him where, you know, he enables us to build up, build up through the middle, um, break through lines, and um, then he can go up and support. You know what I'm saying? Rather than it being a situation where he's um, higher up the pitch. But I do also want to touch on the fact that I don't know. I think our fans. This, this before, is how we get to right? Sorry, before we get to next, go on, one, go, just, on, yeah, go, on right? go on, Yeah. So, when, yeah, go so on, just go on the point of him further forward, yeah, I think what he means, yeah, I, I don't think he meant number ten. Like this, this is this. What we're seeing now is is on potch, like essentially, just simple. Because when Enzo, because last season Enzo was literally playing as a single pivot in midfield, so yeah, the deepest. True. Man. So when he says further forward, I don't think he actually meant number 10. I just think he meant just further forward, just not in the deepest position. So like number eight, maybe left, left centre mid in a in a three, or maybe and a bit more ahead of the, the city midfielder. So the number 10 thing, it's on Poch, essentially. So I'm not quite sure that's what Enzo meant when he said further forward. Don't get me wrong, it's like it's still, it's still like it's still meeting what he wants, but I think to get um, for both parties to be satisfied in terms of the team and him, I think like an eight position or um, in the pivot where he's given a bit more freedom is what will benefit both parties. But yeah, okay. Okay. sorry, continue. No, but I hear you though. You're right. You're right. I, I hear you. And maybe I'm just, I'm not, I'm not, I don't think I'm being harsh, but I hear what you're saying. And I hear that maybe the way that Poch is kind of envisioning Enzo's desires to play forward, it's kind of putting him in a 10 where I don't think he has business being there. Um, don't get me wrong. He's got amazing final um, final third execution in terms of his passing and decision making. But I think he better he's better served playing a little bit deeper so he can be more influential. But I think the best game that he's had this season is when he was a bit more influential against Liverpool. Um, I think he was awesome. You know what I'm saying? So come on, man. We we need to do this. Let's let's just. Uh, but before before I move on, so. Enzo Fernandez, obviously, fantastic player, fantastic young player, only 22 years of age. Um, won the World Cup, had a, a massive role to play in winning that World Cup. But my issue is, I feel like our fans are doing this thing where because Enzo is the one shining light they see, because I think there's quite a few, but the one shining light in our team that they see performing, um, they're going all in on him and it's like not overrating because I think overrating is a strong word because I think he's a very very good player but they're putting him in brackets where I don't feel comfortable because 
they're putting them in brackets like KDB, you know what I'm saying? Like you know, one of the top midfielders in the league. And he very well, very well maybe in terms of talent. However, but you have to show this on the pitch consistently. Like you can't be put I can't be putting man on the same breath as a KDB who's done it in the year in, in the league consistently for a number of years. But I'm I can't put Enzo in the same bracket as them, man, when Enzo's only won like six friendly games. I, I like, and don't get me wrong, that's not all his fault. But the very best players show out, you know what I mean, regardless. And I feel like we need to just calm down. I, I, I love the player, but I don't want us to be building them up to this certain pedestal um, and performances aren't there to justify it. Now, don't get me wrong, that's not me saying anything bad. But we need to really, really be careful because I feel like the way that our fans are, we build our players up and then just crash it on them when they don't kind of live up to the hype and live up to the to the standards that they kind of elevated them to, um, which I don't think, think is fair. So, but yeah, go on, Jeff. You, you know what? They, you're better off with Enzo at the moment, just praising some, like little bits of his game that you see can be at a top top level. So, like for example, there's no there's no harm in talking about how good Enzo is in terms of his passing range and stuff like that. You don't have to make it a thing where he's now this player that is on the same level as you know your KDBs and all of this kind of sure. stuff. He yeah. may well have the same range as these guys because I'm not going to lie to you, I haven't seen a passer as good as Enzo for a very long time. <laughs> I, I feel like I feel that way. Like I have not seen a good like I'm talking about at Chelsea. I haven't like yeah. I'm the last passer I saw that I could even like com- compare him to in any way shape or form the last pass we had like that was it was literally Cesc Fabregas and yeah. and even some of the passes that I see Enzo do I swear to you I'm, <laughs> some of them I ain't seen Cesc do before like like his yeah they're called the outside of the foot type thing the outside of the foot type listen listen let me just I want to get this out of there now listen Jay I want to make this very very clear He's very cold. <laughs> don't get don't get it twisted for a second. I'm not saying he's 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 not top. I think he's got capacity to be very very top. His passing, the stuff that he does now in general, top quality. So the passes out around the corner, passes outside of the foot, like the ones where he just like swings his foot, yeah. And it, it's a it's a um it's an outside of the foot pass, but you can't read it. Like those ones where it like spins in towards Jackson, for example. Like I could, he's done it so many times in such a short space of time. I'm like, yeah, you're cold because you do this and you mean this every time. So don't get it twisted. I know he's cold. He's quaddy. But, but I agree with the bracket. Let's thing, be I calm. Do agree with that. Let's be calm because you can't place man. Like you can't place him in the KDB discussion. Like that's not to say yeah. KDB is just like impossible player to touch. He's not. But let's be calm because all I'm saying is if Enzo doesn't live up to the KDB bracket, the KDB billing, winning games on your own, winning games, clutch moments, that if you don't live up to that, then all you've done is put a target on his back. And our, yeah. our fans have this habit of doing this with our players. And I don't want that. Uh, honestly, he's only 22. So everything's going swimmingly for him now, but things can happen. And, you know, I, God forbid things can happen. So, we need to be calm, Lanzo. Yeah, really I spoke, you, you know, I spoke about him. You remember, I spoke on him last. I think I spoke on him last uh, last week as well. And I was saying mm-hmm. how there's no limit for this kid in it. Like there's no limit, and and his age 
is another thing that people need to remember and his experience. Like he, he hasn't mm. been at the top level for a long time. So it means two things. It means that there's a lot more that this kid can give to the game. Like there's a lot more, a lot more. But also, like you're saying, he, he's not done what these other guys have done. So it's like, just just sit back, just let him play. Let him have yeah, his good cool, games, man. let him have his bad games. Let him, like, let, let him just settle into this Premier League and, and hopefully if we can get to a stage where we are winning a lot more than, than what we have been in the past, then you like the, the plaudits will come to Enzo. Do you understand? I don't I don't have any I don't have any kind of um worry about that. Do you know what I mean? I think I a lot of that. I think a lot of rival fans already like him. I think the reason why he gets slander from rival fans is because they wish they had him. I'll be real yeah, with you, bro. Like you watch a player like that playing for someone like Chelsea at the moment who are not that good. If your team is good right now, you want Enzo Fernandez. Like, yeah. Let's put it like this, yeah. Exactly. It, it kind of it reminds me of remember when um they used to say Eden they used to say Kagawa is better than Eden they used to say <laughs> like X Y Z is better than Eden. it's like look ultimately players don't get their ratings until they leave Chelsea like that's the real talk like Ruben Loftus Cheek for example left Chelsea and then everyone's saying rah oh no what this is a baller, what's going on? You know what I'm saying? But beat yeah. these times, when it was at Chelsea and we're saying that Ruben's this and that, they're like, nah, he's shit, he's dead. You know what I'm saying? So players don't get their due respect until they leave the cup, ultimately. And I think Enzo might be another one of those cases where he's just a real baller, but, you know, you're going to ignore it because he plays for Chelsea, here you go, blah, 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 blah. But it is what it is. I think whilst we have him, let's enjoy him, but we should also protect him as a player. You know what? Young, so. I, I slightly disagree. I think we just need to start winning. I think that's Facts. Just <laughs> yeah, and that. Yeah, yeah. Facts. I, think, I Facts. think we just need to start winning games. Like people are not deep in that. We've only won like six games in this whole calendar year. Like, how do you expect Honestly, anyone to rate our players? It's embarrassing. It's you can't, embarrassing. Like, you can't that's... really expect anyone to rate our players if if that's what we're putting right. out every week. Bro, and that's the thing. I don't. I don't expect you to. This is what I'm saying. Like when people are, oh yeah, no. Um, Declan Rice is better than Enzo. I'm like, well, he's not. He's, he's clearly not. But if that's your prerogative, if that's what you rate, then fine. That's how you rate, guys. And have your taste and players cool. But listen, ultimately, it's on Enzo and it's on watching with your eyes <laughs> to, to see. You know what I mean? And I feel like because Enzo has been part of a team that hasn't been doing well, people are going to have that bias against them. So you just have to let him cook. You know what I'm saying? I think we shouldn't really yeah. try and force it. We should just let it. Like, it, ultimately, I remember players, rival fans, used to say that N'Golo Kante was shit, bro. But like, I, I heard it every week, every week when he came to Chelsea. So you have to let man cook, let man do their thing, and they will show their work. Because I think I have no doubts about him, no doubts. So you just have to let certain players cook. But I feel like our fans also just need to be very, very cautious. That's it. Um, because I think he's a fantastic player. We need to. We need to kind of protect our players ultimately. And I, speaking of which, obviously, Madaway K got a little bit of stick today on Instagram by um, fans. I think he was joking around, but fans were saying that he's not serious and shit. And he responded in a Madaway K way by saying, eh, just having a laugh, chill out, basically. Um, and I kind of want to touch on our oh, just fan relationships generally, um, especially Chelsea fans with our players because I feel like we're, oh, as a young player, yeah, 
I just can't imagine. I, I really can't imagine you wanting to come here knowing how our fans, both in the stadium and online, can be. Because um, the amount of abuse, the amount of criticism they get, I just... Maybe it's because I ain't got my eyes to the streets like for other teams like United, Arsenal, etc. But the criticism that we give our players here is insane. And Madweke has only been here, what, nine months? And players are getting on to that. It's, it's maddening to me. Um, and I said the same thing last week about Mudrick. Um, the same can be said for many of our players, but I feel like the relationship between our fans and our players are like at an all-time low. You know what I mean? Because I remember the charity game the other day. What are our fans saying? Oh, the Chelsea legends would beat our, our current Chelsea team. I'm like, well, okay. This is, this is one that's not true, but secondly, half of these legends that you're 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 begging for were players that you used to criticise on a regular basis. Jonobi Mikel that you are begging for. Oh, is a player that Bear Man used to criticize. Like, am I am I lying, Jay? Like, Obi, John Obi Mikel used to get it all the time. So I'm just Fam, like, I saw I saw names like Kalu, Mikel, If I get started, yeah. Listen, <laughs> I wish I had receipts because like, these these the stuff I used to hear. If I just talk like the way they used to talk on these players, yeah. And I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't even one that would hype up those players' names like that, but. I wouldn't like slag them off or whatever in that kind of way because I just thought, you know what, the team was winning at the time. It was it was what it like it is what it is, isn't it? I I didn't some of them weren't my cup of tea. But these fans, they they hundred percent didn't want players like Kalu at the club. They didn't want players like Namuda at the club. Do you get what I'm saying? They didn't want Mikel Listen, rate I'm gonna hold my hand up as high hold my hand as some up. of these guys. I'm a hold my it's, hand it's up. It's not From a bad thing, but it's a, but it's a, it's the way that, it's the way I'm you not... talk about these players. That's the thing. So, look, I'm not going to lie to you. From Maluda, you man know, weren't a fan at all. Did not like him at all. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not going to be here, sitting here, shouting my mouth off and saying, oh, yeah, From Maluda will do this, 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 that. Let's, let's be balanced, right? Like, let, let's be balanced. And we should also bear in mind that these, or half of the players that are on our team are kids. And we're not even giving them a fair chance to really show what they can do. All we're doing is like crushing their confidence from day dot. And I find it maddening. Like I f- honestly find it maddening. I, I don't get what our fans gain from doing that. You get it? I don't get also, it. At the same time, our managers aren't giving the players the opportunity to show what they can do. So when they do come in, that odd game that they come in, either they come in the odd game or they come in uh, 20 minutes, 15 minutes from time, and we're losing the game, so they're under mad pressure to salvage it again. They yeah. can't show what they do, so then that forms the judgment of a lot of fans. So it's like uh, it's a shit yeah, platform, man. Just, yeah, I, I say this all the time. I'm yes, like, this is yes. what I'm saying about the young fact, players. I threw the Mudrick, yeah. sorry, I threw the Mudrick uh article from the athletic into the group chat, and like, I don't know if anyone read it, but you made a very good point in there that every time Mudrick comes on. He's like coming on with like 15 minutes to go, and we're losing. losing. So, man, so literally, yeah. you're telling man go and <laughs> go and we solve the game. Two or three points for us. It's actually laughable. How do you expect a young player to consistently get that type of um, opportunity and expect him to just all of a sudden magically be good? It don't make no sense. So, and then it's you know, so a lot of fans. Not not all fans are patient. And you know what? Like, I'm not saying that. 
football, like I get that you know, in twenty twenty three, football is it's an expensive football's expensive to watch, you know, like paying for and fans are fickle generally. Yeah, yeah. Paying for channels, like the product needs to be good, didn't it? And generally fans are fickle, so like not every football fan is gonna be patient. Do you understand? So yeah, man, it's just a mess. It's a mess. It's a mess. And look, uh, uh, listen, I'm not even expecting man to be patient. Like that's cool. Like I, I get it. There's there's some instances you're like, you know what, just win. Fine. I get it. But come on. Like, let's be objective about what you're actually seeing on the pitch, what you're seeing from management, what you're seeing. Like Ruben Loftus cheek today talked about his last two years of football, he weren't really enjoying it because it was, he was enjoying being back on the pitch, but he wasn't enjoying the positions that he played because it's not really where he likes to play. Fine, I get that. You know what I'm saying? You're, but even in that, even within that, our fans used to say categorically, Ruben is not good enough. You know what I mean? Simply because he weren't getting enough games. And I feel like that's just symptomatic of you being at Chelsea. And this is why I say to myself, think about it. If this can happen to a, a, a 70, 80 million pound player where you're not being played regularly and you're not given a platform to play regularly, then wh- I'm just thinking that, like, because like, usually you're looking at 60, 70 million pounds in your mind, and this is not a bad thing, but in your mind, you're thinking, well, okay, you're spending that much money on me. I should be playing regularly. Like, but for Chelsea, it just doesn't seem to kind of resonate because I'm looking at Mudrick's platform. He's not playing regularly. I, I look at, um, what's it called? Um, so Madueke costs £35 million. <laughs> I look at Correa. I'm looking at all these players that we spent their money on. Like, and they don't get a real chance to play regularly I find it insane and that's sort to say that Modric is a, a, a worldie or whatever but you need to at least at least give man a run to play and show what you can do at least because all of these 8 minutes here 10 minutes here when you're losing it's impossible it's impossible to really assess what a player can do I, I just don't understand it so mad to if you go back to the fa- if you go back to the fan thing as well though yeah like I, I see a lot of Chelsea fans they, they do this crying that ah oh, how come this player is doing this away from our club how come he's doing this away from our club like, how come he's doing this for Milan how come he's doing this for in or whatever but bro the thing is Pulisic is playing for Milan right now and the Milan fans are actually appreciating him do you understand they're, wow. they're actually they're actually rooting for him, and don't get it twisted. Exactly. I don't. I haven't. I haven't changed my stance one bit on on Pulisic. Like I'm saying, like I, I don't think he's. I don't think he's good enough to play in the Premier League. I don't think he's good enough to play for Chelsea. But at the same time, um, like when you go to Milan, for example, and the culture of the club, the way that the way the club is with the fans, and and the way they 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 do tend to really get behind their players. Especially mm-hmm. toward like, especially at the beginning, do you know what I mean? When it's when yeah, everything's still yeah. quite fresh, there's nothing wrong with. I'm not saying Milan fans don't turn on a player. They 100 they do. Every single fan base has every fans fan base has players. Do you know what I'm saying? But but like, what they're the not patience in the first year, the first year they're probably going to back that player to a point where they can try and help get the best out of him. So even if he's struggling, yeah. they're going to try and help get the best out of him. But what we do here, we don't do that. Look at Jackson, for example. Do you know how crazy it is, yeah? Do you know how crazy it is that you can have... I don't mind you having criticism for Jackson. That's fine. That's a different thing. But to have mad slander for him, yeah, after what you've seen him do since he's come here, to me, is bonkers. It is bonkers, bro. 
And and this is what I'm saying, like, like it's been what? How many games? Five games? Five Premier League games, or five games in total, I believe it is. Um, and Jackson hasn't been bad for any of them. Like, he's been good, but yeah, he's missed chances. But that's football. That's football in a game of few chances. If you miss them, yeah, it looks bad. And don't get me wrong, his missing this first was bad. But well, what do you expect? Like I, I look at the way that things are shaping up at Chelsea under Poch. I don't like it, but I look at the way things are shaping up. It's just it's almost like an impossible situation to be in. Cool. Jackson running about for 90 minutes, barely getting real clear-cut opportunities. When the opportunities comes, he fluffs them, fine. There might be a one or two big chances in a game. You may miss them. Cool. Other teams, he's getting other teams like a City, like an Arsenal. You're getting about four or five clear-cut chances or big chances in a game. Fine. If he doesn't tuck there, if he doesn't tuck, fine. No, you can get onto him. Cool. Performance-wise, levels. Performance-wise, high, high level. So I'm looking at it. Is Jackson in the best situation to really thrive? Playing with only another attacker on the pitch? No. Um, or is he is he going to be in a situation to thrive where he's only playing with other attackers in the last 10 minutes where things are stretched and things are um, tense, you know, because you're trying to get a, a point, you're trying to get a, a three, three points, uh, zero points into three, zero points into one. Things are stretched. There's no relaxation, no calmness. There's no composure. You know what I'm saying? I just, the, the environment that our players are in, given that they're so young and inexperienced, I find it quite impossible. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's mad. You know, the relationship between the fans, um, and I, I, I also think, it's not even I also think, I just think a lot of the responsibility falls on Poch. You know what I mean? Because I've not been happy with the way he's been handling things, to be honest. I think, I like the way he's kind of composed in press conferences, but he needs to show me on the pitch because the stuff that he's dishing up ain't making sense to me. It's not like, it's not yeah, like I think Shem, at all. I think Shems was right the first time when he said it's on it's on the manager as well because in the next game that we have, there's he's got a few things that he can do to kind of change a lot of these things that we're talking about as well and to make things better. And the only kind of saving grace at the moment for me is that a lot of it seems to be more the system than Poch being like a poor coach. For me, in, mm. in, in my opinion, that's just me. From my standpoint, I think Poch is good enough as a coach to get this team playing. I just think he's gone a little bit down the wrong route with with this kind of, you know, he's kind of second-guessed himself a little bit, I feel like. And he's focused a little bit too much on maybe the main guys that he thought were going to kind of drag this team through to get the win. And what he needs to do is maybe say, you know what, we've lost, these, we've lost this main guy, we've lost this main guy, but we've got good players. We've got players mm. that can step up and actually show what they can do. They can win games themselves. They can make a name for themselves even. So, like, he needs to just kind of go down that route in the next game and maybe get the fans a little bit more excited, have a little bit more of an open game because I think this slow possession game as well, I don't think that helps. I think oh, I've spoken about it before. I think it's like, it's just, it just adds more to, like, the tension and, the, you know, the, the negative vibe of, you know, slow. You know that like slow football. It's not. But, but you know, yeah. you know what though. I I think against Liverpool, against West Ham, I think we played quite quickly. To be honest, um, Luton, yeah. But that. But, yeah. but here's my thing. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. Here, uh, yeah. Shams, I, I just want to just say, 
against those teams where you're going to get a bit more space because they're going to relatively come at you a little bit, I get it. But when you're up against a low block side, everything is so slow. Oh, West, West Ham were low block though. And we, we actually... They first weren't super low. No, they, they uh, were, I know we did, but, but, but they weren't West super low though. They were, they man. They were super low though. They were, from no, time no, Gallagher, no, was Gallagher was receiving the ball with no press, no pressure. And he was and he was looking so good. Like because you remember Gallagher, people forget Gallagher played the deepest in that game as well. But he was good yeah, yeah, because yeah, no one yeah, were pressurizing yeah. him. But and I think we popped West Ham that first half. But we did not in the forest, not in the forest was disgusting. Really, really disgusting. And like maybe the second half of Luton was okay, but not in the forest was disgusting. Like it was actually a horrible watch. Do you know what do but, you know what it is? Do you know yeah. what it is that Shems, yeah? Sorry to cut you. Do you know what it is as well? To be fair. I've spoken about this before in terms of obviously before we lost Carney, and I don't think it, it's something we, we can't do without him. We can do it with him. But what's happened is as well, that link that we were talking about right at the top of the pod, so the link between left uh, centre-back and midfield, where there's been a bit of confusion in there now in terms of receiving the ball, that's where it's slowed up. Because before what was happening was Carney was dropping in when somebody didn't have... When there wasn't an option, Carney would drop in and get the ball because he could do that. So he would drop in, he'd get the ball and he'd continue carrying on playing, whatever, building that play. Now, there's a little bit of confusion. Caicedo's come in. He hasn't played with Gallagher that much. Like, there's, it's, 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 I think that confusion has kind of made this kind of play play out from the back. Right? It's, it just all looks a, bit, a little bit slower than what it did in the first two games, where people knew exactly what they were doing. And I think Gallagher and Caicedo, now they're trying to work, work something out in the midfield. It, it does look like it's it's been a bit of an issue, and obviously Enzo's also playing this kind of new role, so like, like it started all over again. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, we 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 have too many. There's too many bodies in the midfield. Honestly, we don't you don't need Gallagher, Enzo, and Casado on a pitch at the same time when you're placing a bottom ten club in the league. You just don't. You actually just it's spooky. You that's actually just don't. I've never seen yeah. Sorry to your point, what you were saying before, Jay, about the whole like in, I've never seen an injury rattle a manager so much like I've seen right now. This ain't Kunku India. He's actually he's how, 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 how are you so kettled? How are you so kettled? Yeah. How are you so oh, kettled to the point where you've put in Chilwell at left wing? You're that kettled. Like, why are you so rattled? Like my guy, like you've actually got options. It's just keep composure and ride with it. And the man is disgusting, bro. Yeah, the maddest thing is. The maddest thing is, yeah, as well, like, we've lost so many things to, like, because of it as well. Like, so I was speaking about, we spoke about the centre-backs, right? And we spoke about now what's happening in midfield. Bro, uh, the guy that's got the best distribution from the back here is playing at left-back. So now he can't even really distribute the way we've seen him prior to that. So we've lost, we've lost even, we've lost a little bit of Levi's um, distribution. Because he's Bro. playing at left back, so all these, you know the and we've seen him, we've seen him play players through. Do you know what I mean from left back? And it's like you're thinking, rah, like this is what the kid's got, but he's at left back. That's the only thing I might think about with Balishio, like coming back in, is that we might have Balishio there who can actually he's got great distribution as well. So it's like, all right, cool, we might have it, we might have that left side, that whole left side sorted with that kind of stuff. But again, it's like who are we playing it to though? Because Chilwell's still up there playing left wing. So it's like, bro, it's bonkers to me. Like, and Kunku was there before, left wing, getting the ball, one twos. Bro, it was mad. And now I'm watching Chilwell. He's getting the ball. He's kicking it off the pitch. 
Nah, man. I'm upset. I just this don't... Is, listen, bro. Shems, you put it perfectly. I've never seen a man get kettled so much after one injury. It's, it's actually insane. Like, it's unacceptable, to be honest. It's beyond unacceptable. Beyond. Because you're a manager with experience. It's not like you're a newbie. Like, it's not like you're so dependent. And bear in mind, Nkunku, you just got him. It's not like you've been working with him for years. Like, you're, you're so, like, sorely dependent on him. So I just don't understand how you could be so dependent on a man like that. It's just... It's, it's, all, 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 I, all I have to say is that, like, I think, yeah, I think my biggest issue is it's just the structure of the team that Poch is like serving up right now. I, I believe, like Jay said, I'm, I firmly believe Poch is good enough to make us good again and competing again. But it's just like you're just doing things that don't need to be done, just kind of overcomplicating things. And look, I've I've just looked at our results here: four league wins in 2023. Like, guys, if <laughs> if, 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 I, if I see the start lineup on Sunday, yeah, and <laughs> and it's what it's what I've been seeing against Forest and them. Like you know me, I'm not really much, I'm not I'm not one to say much. I'm I'm telling you, I'm, I'm checking out still because I can't do this. Four <laughs> win in 2023. Bro, did, did no, that is, we should be the championship. Wait, 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 we supposed to be the championship. <laughs> <laughs> we supposed to be the. Cha- <laughs> oh my god! The funny thing is. Fam, I'm already saying, yeah, fifth game of the season, yeah, and I'm already saying, yo, this is a big game, you know. And the man about us, is like, some of my brothers, some yeah. of my brothers are saying to me, yo, why is it a big game? I'm saying, bro, you don't understand. If we play Chilwell left wing this game against Bournemouth, yeah, away from home, fam, I'm not, bro. bro I, I, won't, win, I, won't, I don't know what I'll say. I don't, bro, if we don't win us, I'll done still. I've done still. I'll still listen, come to the podcast. And, and we need to I'm, I'm, I won't them, talk you know? to you much, much yet, yeah, but just know. <laughs> If I see Palmer on the bench, I see Noni on the bench, and I see Sterling Jackson, too well, yeah. No, 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 listen, if I Bro, see, if I, on God, on God, if I, I, I saw, listen, I started shaking, I saw the promo picture, I saw Chilwell, um, who was it? The, what was it? Uh, it was a, um, it was a design. So Chilwell, <laughs> Sterling, oh. and Thiago. I was like, bro, I, I started shaking. I started shaking, fam. I was like, no, 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 no. There, there can't be. And then saw captain's armband. Like, bro, I'll fucking lose my mind if I see Chilwell on the attack. I don't care. Play left back. Fuck it. Do that. I see him in the attack. I'll fucking lose my head because if you're talking about, they're talking about, oh. Bro, oh, Chilwell, right, so Chilwell makes those runs. Like, bro, Raheem's there, you know. Raheem's alive, you know. Like, you don't have nah, to play. Yeah. You could put, you could move Raheem to the left and play Palmer on the right or play whoever on the right. And, oh, the, the logic. People tell me, oh, yeah, it makes sense. I, it, it makes no sense to play an defender <laughs> who's not good on the ball, who's generally not good on the ball at left right. Just, when just he gets the ball, he uses it fifty-six percent of the time. I find that insane. Just, just a quick stat, sorry, for your head. Yeah. Um. Speaking of Raheem, he's played Bournemouth fourteen times and scored eleven times against them. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good, Hopefully, that's a good omen on Sunday. I remember when he but, wrapped yeah. on bins against them last minute. Uh, yeah. But but you know what? With the chill thing as well. You know what the thing is? The, the logic about the off the off the ball runs. Yeah. I don't think there's a lie there about his movement off the ball. But my thing is, it's the way you're using him, though, because what the, the best thing about his off-the-ball runs is when is when it's unpredictable, right? Like, coming from left-back, because like, when I used to play left-back, yeah, and I made a run, 
the reason why you can always make a run and get through is because they can't track your run because you start from so deep. Mm. But with Chilwell, if you're playing him left wing, it's a, it's a different ball game altogether now because they are literally marking him, bro. They're right next to it's him. Easy. They're going to be following him every single... Yeah, it's easy. It's very easy. And where he's not lightning and where he's not, you know, like... I, like a run it's not a run that you're going to struggle to recover for if you get what i mean like he's yeah he's not that kind of quick player where once he makes the move then you're finished do you know what i mean like you you can recover because he's not that quick so with him playing there i just think the way you think he's going to be effective yes he's got off the ball movement he's got very good off the ball movement but the, but the problem is he's not effective enough with it if you get what i mean like he, he's not going to yeah. be effective enough in that in that role so you have to act that off bro like Potch, please just axe it off for me, bro. Just leave that at home. Leave that somewhere else because that don't need to happen against Bournemouth. Who's there? Who's there right now? Oh, come on, man. I don't even bro. want to think about this. Nah, listen, right we got I feel like no... he's going to play. That's the maddest thing. Nah, like, listen, if he plays Showell at left wing, I'll fucking use it. Like, that, that for me, like, I, you know, you man know me. I'm a patient man. I'm a patient a man, and I give it's people, I give people the opportunity. I give, no, no, no. I'm patient. No, no, I'm patient. But here's here's the thing. I'm a, I'm very patient. But if I see shit, I'll say it. You know what I'm saying? I I'm not the type of person that will ever just say, "Oh no, that's fine." Like if I don't see, if I see something that I don't like, I'll say it, no problem. Because I don't think, like one, life's too short for that shit. Like <laughs> life's too short to just be accepting bullshit. So for me, if I don't like it, I'll say no, nah, that's bullshit. But I ain't telling you you should you should you should piss off yet. But be careful, you get me. So I think Opoch for me, if I see that again, oh, he's on very thin ice with me, you know, very thin ice because I think that is such a crime considering the players that we have. Considering you spent forty five million pound on Palmer, it it would be such a crime. You get it, and that again. As an attacker, is that not soul destroying? You're seeing a mid, mid fullback play in attack. Yeah. That will crush me. In. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. Do you know what? Yeah. Um. You just reminded me. Speaking of Palmer, I think I think he actually might have um thrown a spanner in the works because his cameo against Nottingham Forest I actually thought was actually quite good. So I good. think I think there's a potential that yeah. Poch. I don't think Poch will ignore that, especially considering the fact that he was kind of it's kind of like his guy, his side kind of thing. So and the fact that he scored in, in midweek as well, but yeah, I think his cameo against Nottingham Forest was quite good. So um, hopefully that should, you know, affect things. Um, but it will just be interesting to see whether he plays him on a wing or in the middle. But yeah, man, we just we just need to go back to basics, man. Just yeah, and just just go from there, have a solid base. And the, bro, there. the maddest thing, the maddest thing about it, Sims, yeah, I honestly believe, bro. If we go back to basics, I think we will cook a few teams, bro. I'm not even trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah, I, agree. I agree. I think. But I, think I don't we... understand why we've had to be held held back. It's like, yeah. bro, what are you doing? Like, why yeah. have you done this, bro? And like, I think literally, I think if you just have like, so just Enzo next to Caicedo, um, and then you have like, let's say Palmer and two wingers. And let's say Sterling plays off the left, for example. I think he gets a lot closer to Jackson, and then Jackson then nice. gets a lot more chances. So it's kind of it's kind of very simple, in my opinion. Um, I th- it is. Sterling, it I know is. Sterling's so played very well. Me. I know Sterling's played well on the right, but he could play either side for me. He could play either side for me. Yeah. Uh, he won the penalty from damage against West Ham, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Away, man. 
You could do damage yeah, either yeah. way. Sterling's that good of a player. You could do damage either yeah, way. Exactly. I'm just so, looking at it. I'm just like, Poch, there's like, I'm not saying things are easy because coaching at the top level is not easy. But I'm sorry. There are decisions that I think are very basic. And I, for the life of me, I don't understand. For the actual life of me, I don't understand the thing. No, but means it's not unreasonable, um, though, because it's not unreasonable because you've seen it. You saw him playing it, bro. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, it's not unreasonable. Yeah, yeah. Like nothing that you're not nothing that exactly. we're asking for as a fan is unreasonable because we've we've seen you do it, bro. Like we see we saw it. <laughs> I can't like, lie, I, I enjoy you. Like, like do you get what I'm saying? Like we was backing you, and normally I would be like, oh, you know what, it's preseason, whatever. But we were playing decent prem sides, decent intensity, and I thought, you know what? I can take a little bit of like from these games that like, I'm I'm, I'm watching the, the players, exactly. they're moving it quickly. Brighton, so, Brighton and Newcastle. I know it's preseason, but Brighton and Newcastle, they're 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 good teams to test yourself against. Do you know what I'm saying? And facts, facts, facts. W- but like the the way we played in terms of like how we set out against them, it just made so much sense that yeah, like going into the season, if this is the type of opposition we're going to be playing week in week out, this is this is this is a good way to go. Like Brighton got cooked in preseason. Do you know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, yeah man, it was, it was, I, I I enjoyed what I saw, man. It was a good. I saw a good structure in place. I saw. Everything was making sense, and I think that's what's rattling most of us. That's what's rattling me in particular. The fact that and you know, and you know what's making sense, and that's not. Yeah, but... and you know what's mad sense as well. Like even with the Brighton game in preseason, yeah, it doesn't even need to be a thing where we're not saying, "Oh, we're going to cook them four one when we when we when we butt them in the prep." But what we're saying is, if we see that same kind of movement, that same kind of intensity, then we're happy, bro. Like we just want to see our team kind of play right. like that, yeah. kind of win the you game back. I hear you. It's like yeah, It's like if you see, if you see, if you see the way we played in preseason, the confidence that we played. It's I in my head, yeah. I feel like I've been kind of catfished and like kind of like <laughs> gaslit a bit because I feel I honestly feel like I've been gaslit a bit still because Poch, like bro, Poch intensity. The intensity was there. Um, oh, before the changes, obviously in preseason, loads of changes, kind of that intensity drops. But cool. But before the changes, intensity is there, connections are there, you know, patterns of play is there. I'm seeing us, you know. But then at the same time, bro, now, now I feel like I've been. This is what I mean. I feel like I've been catfished. But also, Jay, similarly to against Liverpool, Brighton don't necessarily respect you because they try and impose their game on you. Yeah. Moments like that, I, I can trust the Poch team to, to do damage. But when you're being respected, because you need to bear in mind against Newcastle, again, similarly, you're respected. That like, we weren't respected. Yeah, the game like, was very open. Level. Yeah. You get. They see us as levels now. You get. So they're going give, to give us more space. So this one, I think, I think maybe, given the level of our opposition against Dortmund, again, similarly, they, they don't respect you like that. They're gonna give you a game, so maybe you know, maybe I mean we missed a trick. Maybe that isn't really the the real inspection that we needed. Maybe we needed to start playing against a low block team, a couple of low block teams, teams where you're you know you're you're, you're giving them due respect. You yeah. get it. Do you know also, what as well? Did, go on, go on, Jen, go on. I was just gonna say also. I don't know what you guys think, but something just came to me. I feel like the Liverpool game as well. I don't know how highly you guys rate the, the team performance, but I think that also might have played a part in what we're seeing because I think 
because it was such a good performance, like generally, mm. for, like I think most people say that was a good performance from us. I think Poch just mm. thought let's just continue with that. So I think that yeah. might be another thing. Yeah. As well. No, yeah, facts, and 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 obviously he wants to get consistency in the lineup, which is fine because he's he's spoken about that all thing. And I know Mies is massive on that. I know Dan loves that as well, like the consistency. Yeah. Most people do. Do you know what? To, like to be fair, but at the same time, the, the one plus I will say from from the from the was it from Forest? Yeah, from the Forest game, is that when we did decide to to bring on a few more attackers or whatever, and we bought on Palmer and and we were going for it. Eventually, we did we did create the chance to to get back to 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 one one. Like we created the chance to do that, and it should have been a goal. And it just shows that if we wanted to from the beginning, where we didn't have to rush things, where we would have had a little bit more composure. And I think I said this last week as well. But like, we need to start games when we start the game and it's nil nil. We've we've got time. We've got we can be a bit more composed. But we start with more attackers on the pitch. We can do damage because we. I feel like Palmer coming on. Shen's made a good point, like about Palmer's cameo, and I think there was a lot of, like he was very um, quick to kind of get his head up and 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 look for that forward pass, and he was looking for the gaps, and he was he was doing a lot of that. Yeah. And I think if you have him and him and Enzo quite high up there trying to do that throughout, you know, the first forty-five minutes of the game, I'd be shocked if he didn't get a good amount of chances. Do you know what I mean? So. And I'm hoping, you know, I, I'm not saying it's a guarantee, but I'd like I rate. Obviously, I rate Enzo highly. I think he sees a pass, um, whether it be long or short. I think he can see see a lot. But Palmer has shown as well yeah. that he's, he's got that kind of vision. You have those kind of players there, along with Sterling, who kind of gets the ball and drives at you, and, and you know he just creates a little bit of chaos as well. Bro, there's no reason why we shouldn't be. You know, I'm not saying it's gonna be an easy game against Bournemouth, but if we start the way we we, we should be in in terms of system and personnel. I do think that we should we should be putting them to the sword, Bob, because got too many talented yeah. players, man. It's a joke. Agreed. Agreed. And I just... I'm just sighing because I feel like there's so much there. There's so much there. Um, and I guess we can kind of round up and just finish with the preview for Bournemouth away. Again, like I said at the top of the pod, someone that we typically struggle against especially away from home, to kind of give us the biz naive. So <laughs> I'm a little bit fearful considering the form that we're in. Um, so I guess I'll ask you both what your teams are and um, what do you think the result will be? I'll start with you, Shems, first. My team, Sanchez, Gusto, Silva, Colwell, Chilwell, Enzo, Caicedo, um, Palmer, Sterling, Noni, Jackson, and I think we will win 2 0 with that team. All right, cool, sweet. Uh, yes. Jay, what are you saying? Um, so yeah, Sanchez in goal, same back line as Um, yeah, same back line with Silver and Colwell, centre back, Gusto, right back, Chilwa, left back. I, I'm I'm being realistic because I, I promise you I'd be having like Matt on that left back all day, but that's not going to happen. So chill or left back. Um, in the midfield, who we got? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, we've got um Caicedo, Enzo, um, and then Palmer number ten with Sterling and Nani. 
on the wing and then Jackson up top. It's a yeah, shame Lavi is in there because uh, I can't lie. Yeah. I, I thought this was going to be the game for my boy to just really show levels. But Come in. Yeah. S- settle things down. Uh, yeah, yeah it's minor. We have to I hold that for to another what, six, yeah, yeah. Another six to eight. <laughs> it's a minor though. That, look, for me, that injury... That injury, I'm not too bad about. We've got Leslie still there. Like, I'm, I'm, yeah, we have, I'm, yeah. I'm fine. Massive opportunity. I'm fine. Um, but yeah, similar team. Uh, yeah, Gusto. I think he's been really good, to be honest. I think his crossing last game, not great. But generally, I think he's been really, really good. So refreshing to have a right back that, that can replace Reese. It's just, uh, yeah. anyway, we thank God. Uh, sorry, thank sorry, God. sorry. Um, sorry, that point. He's crossing last game. He was taking... Horrible. He was taking the... I'm sorry. He was taking the piss. I think we had like 30 pieces that game and only like single digits. Yeah, pick. horrible. I, horrible, uh, G. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Listen, listen, I was rattled. But let, let, me not, let me not take too much away from him. Let me not take too much away from him. He was, that forest cellar back. The crossing. Pissing me off. Fuck. What bully bully, yeah? Fucking ugh. Anyway, bro. Okay. Let me let me talk to him. Like, fucking disgusting. Shit, man. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> but um, yeah. So Gusto, um, Thiago Silva, Levi Colwell, um, Wood Jackson. But you know, Chilwell's probably going to play. He's our captain. Um, Caicedo, Enzo, midfield. Cole Palmer in the ten. Sterling left. I might be Sterling right. Mudrick. Left and then um Jackson through the middle. Um to be perfectly honest, I won't say that um Nonny hasn't really shown me much, but again, not had platforms. So I I I am more inclined to give uh Mudrick more of a platform um to show me what he can do. But yeah, no, anyway, boys, it's 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 been a real one. Uh, we'll be back again next week, hopefully with a win against Bournemouth. God Let's pray, like do strong do are because I don't understand what's happening with Chelsea this season again. That pressure tomorrow, um, yeah. That, that pressure, yeah, tomorrow, man. Hey, listen, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be watching it. Oh, man, man, they need to press him, they need to press him, they need to press him <laughs> on that chill or shit. But anyway, boys, peace. take it easy, peace, take it easy, take it, peace. Podcast Network.